Hey, dude. What's happening? We're podcasting again. This is our first post-COVID pod. Yeah, just a brief 11-month break. Not much has happened since, since our last pod back in September. Um, Country's, you know, stable, doing well. Things are looking up. Yep. Happy to have sports back. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully we get NFL and... And I think the reason we're having this this pod today is because we got the playoff NBA playoffs tomorrow, and we wanted to update our listeners on what's going on, and so maybe give some locks of the locks of the week or locks of the playoffs, uh, like we yeah. normally do. Let's compare and contrast our brackets here. A uh, couple notes that I wanted to mention on the bubble situation uh, was was really interesting. Really good games. Uh, for the the last couple weeks, nice to have the NBA back, but it was a little odd watching these games where I didn't realize how, mo- how big of a factor home court advantage is when watching regular season games. It kind of got to a point where I really didn't care that much about who wins these games because it doesn't really matter that much if you're fourth or fifth seed or you know second or third seed when when you don't get home home court out of it. So it was kind of interesting. felt like it was kind of like watching a FIFA mm-hmm. game, uh, watching like a, a soccer game where you really don't care that much about who wins or loses, uh, but but still got some great basketball out of it. So glad to have sports yeah. back. Yeah, and it came down to the wire. I mean, I was, I was pretty uh, – I kind of tuned out maybe halfway through the bubble, but then once Dame started scoring like 60 a game – and they were trying to like claw their way into the playoffs. I got interested in that. And uh, the last few games for Portland were really, really cool. Um, yeah. So Portland coming in hot. Getting so that, yeah, that uh, was a, I mean, Dame was shooting threes from like half court, just like pulling up casually and hitting just ridiculous shot every possession and just to keep them like in it. Cause they can't play any defense is what I saw. They're um, frisky eight yeah. seed. I was not expecting – so what, what yeah, let's gave go, me let's a lot go of to trouble the here – Yeah, and we'll start there. Yeah. What, what gave me a lot of trouble with these is, unlike most years where you have home court, it's easier to pick the favorites. Uh, probably ended up still picking quite a bit of the – quite a few of the favorites, but we'll be interesting. I think we're in for some mm-hmm. big upsets. And I, I, I think right. this bracket's going to get busted, but we'll start uh, Lakers, <laughs> you think? Lakers Portland. <laughs> uh, who you got? I have – the Lakers yeah um, gotta go Lakers I, I just think if CJ was healthy uh and maybe if Portland had a little bit more defense and they had a better chance but I just don't see who's going to be able to guard LeBron on that te- on that Portland team is Mello 40 year old Mello going to guard him no um that's just my chance. concern um of course on the other side Lillard is unguardable especially since Avery Bradley is going to be out for for the Lakers I don't know who they're going to put on and maybe uh, Caldwell Pope or um, Rondo. I don't even know who's going to go. I don't think Lillard. Rondo's <laughs> even back yet. I haven't seen him Caruso. at all. Caruso. Caruso's going to get some great hustle, some grit, throw some heart at him. Caruso. This is his nickname, apparently. Like the Lake Show, Caruso. Jesus. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers yeah. announcers say it all the time. I, I think the Lakers, what'll be interesting is is LeBron back to playing as LeBron. Like how much of the bubble was LeBron coasting just to get to the playoffs, healthy, get his legs back, 
and how much of it was legitimate struggles because he was he did not look good these last couple weeks you know he's he uh was uh struggling a bit and you know they they really depend on him and ad playing you know putting up 30 a game having good games every game if they don't they're not going to get that production anywhere else right yeah well i think i just real quick i think lebron deserves the benefit of the doubt at this point he hasn't lost in the first round and like maybe ever since he was like on the first uh, initial stint with the Cavs. So that said, I think the Lakers, him and AD are still just an unstoppable combo. And I think they'll win, but probably in like six or seven is my guess. I think it will mm-hmm. be stretched out. Okay. okay let's tough. go to the next. Let's go to the next one. Okay. Uh, so Thunder Rockets, what are you taking? I am going Rockets in seven. I think, I think it's going to be a long series. I just love the Rockets this year and, and the fact that they went small ball, I think fits there um, with Westbrook just going all over the place and crashing the boards and Harden doing his thing. I think the Rockets are going to win, but I think it's going to be a tough series like the first one. I think yeah. it's going to be This was a really tough one for me. I, I yeah. almost wrote down the Thunder several times. I'm taking the Rockets, but I almost picked the Thunder just because it seems like they have much better chemistry. They kind of play – well as a team but i just i think these games are going to come down to those last couple minutes and the the rockets just have more firepower in those those closing minutes where yeah i see westbrook you know going off and and harden playing well i think they they're going to take this but yeah i agree it's gonna be a tough one it's gonna be a good series yeah because i mean the okc is gonna have to rely on cp3 like an older cp3 down the stretch and like maybe shea but uh, and Gallinari, like those guys aren't really, they haven't really proven themselves too deep in the playoffs yet, other than Chris Paul. So it's like, you know, I can't really trust them. I think the, I trust Harden more in this series. Yeah. What's the over under on State Farm commercials we get that series? 100? <laughs> 500? Uh, well, every few minutes. So yeah. It's all time. It's, it's going to be, be all time State Farm. Or just, they just might as well make a, the, put it on the court. <laughs> Get get that fake CP3 out there. <laughs> yeah, CP3s, but he's been uh, he's been doing really well in the ads and stuff. People really like him. Yeah, like it sounds. It seems like State Farm picked him over Harden and Steph. Yeah. Didn't they have Steph for a little bit too? Like probably they State Farms everywhere. <laughs> yeah, okay. they, they got a huge budget. Okay, moving on. Keeping it going. Uh, Nuggets Jazz. I took the e- Nuggets. Yeah, this one's easy. I don't think yeah. much needs to be said on this one. I think the Nuggets are just a much superior team across the board, deeper size to match with Gobert. And the Jazz have just been playing like shit. Yeah. Um, and their firepower is much lessened without Bogdanovich. And Conley, is, I think he's in and out of the bubble at this point. I think Donovan Mitchell, if he's like your best player in a long series, I don't think he can carry you against that deep Nuggets team. And with yeah, too. I did see today Conley's out. He's he's out for at least game one. He's going to be, you know, he went back for his, the birth of his baby. So he's out. You know, the only way I see the Jazz taking any of these games is Donovan Mitchell going off in the last couple minutes. He's had some really good games since he's been back. But there, there's just no way. I think Jokic is playing too well. Uh, Murray's looking great. They, they've just got a, mm-hmm. a stacked team. They're deep. Yeah. And Bobo now. So they have just Bobo. these young scorers. 
off the bench to add with all their other depth. So I think they, they should win that series pretty easily. Maybe even sweep. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Next we got Clippers Mavs. This is a good one. This is maybe the best this, I would say this or the Thunder Rockets best series really? of the first round or for the, the West at least. I Really? I, I'm going the other way. I think the Clippers are going to just destroy the, the Mavs. They're, the Mavs, to me, are similar to Portland, where they don't play much D, but their offense is really pretty much unguardable. Um, but down the stretches of games, I've seen the Mavs just can't score to the same level when it comes down to the last four or five minutes of the game. And I think that four, last four or five minutes of these games is going to be more like how the playoffs is going to be played. And the fouling is going to be called less. And the, you know, the bailout fouls and these three-pointers are going to be called less. And I think that favors the Clippers because they're more physical. They have the defenders to guard Luka. And on, on the other side, the Mavericks are pretty poor defensively. What do you think? Yeah, that's a good point. I did take the Clippers. Uh, the, the matchup issues that the Mavs are going to run into is, is they're going to be able to basically switch between uh, PG-13 and – Kawhi guarding Luka which is a matchup nightmare and like the exact guys that you'd want to guard him so that's going to be tough I do Mm -hmm. think they're going to have a little bit of trouble with Porzingis down low I I do love Montrezl so I think Montrezl will will do a good job but he's probably got five or six inches on Montrezl I think so that's going to be a little tough for them and I, I do think Porzingis has been playing some of the best ball he's played since his knee injury lately. He's put up multiple 30-point games. He's, he's been uh, a really key to that Mavericks offense. And, mm. yeah, Luka, even if he's swallowed up, is going to make all the right passes and stuff. So I, I think they, I think I see Dallas taking at least two games, if not pulling off a, a third game and, and pushing this one deep. But I do see the Clippers definitely winning it. Okay. Yeah, I think I the Clippers, Clippers might – Four or five, probably. Clippers might go into this a little cocky. I think they're entering the playoffs right now, feeling good. You know, getting a little into their own their own space. You know, getting chicken wings at strip clubs in between games, and you know, there's a few warning signs there. It was post funeral. You know, you gotta get you gotta get some pick me up food, some comfort food after funeral. So I don't blame them. Get a couple titties in your face. I know that's what you need after. You're mourning the loss of somebody, definitely. Yeah, and he was meeting up with Jack Harlow, too. So <laughs> he was probably smoking some weed and eating some things at the strip club. I mean, it doesn't sound too bad. You know Kawhi can definitely respect it. Kawhi's going, why didn't you tell me? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's go to the East. We've got uh, Bucks okay. Magic. We don't even have to talk about this one. Yeah. Let's save Bucks for later. Uh, heat Pacers. Uh, who you got? I'm going Heat. I think Heat are just to do most of the things the Pacers do, but just a little bit better. I think I got depth. And I think TJ Warren, who's been playing the best, probably the top five ball of the bubble, he's banged up a little bit or he has some sort of lingering injury. So I think that's not going to help them. And I think the Heat will be locked in and probably win in five or six. Yeah, I also took the Heat. Uh, similar thought there. TJ Warren has been killing it. I that came out of nowhere and he's just been going off which has been cool to see but there's you know the heat have they're well coached they've got jimmy butler's a tough matchup on tj 
they've been locking down the Pacers all year. They've won three out of four with them. So I, I'd take the heat. I do think that that one will go six or seven. I don't think that either team is that much better than the other where they're going to, there's going to be like a sweep or anything like that. But, and, and I, I do like this Pacers team. Oladipo has played great ball all year. Uh, you know, Sabonis is, is playing really well. You know, Sabonis has the, yeah. the, the fifth top rebounder in the league this year, average rebounds per game. Uh, you know, he, they've, they've got a solid team. So I think that, that it'll be a close one, but he definitely pull away. Okay, so we have have chosen all the, the same exact so thing. Yeah, which means that we're gonna do terrible here. Okay, so next one. So the only Both upset is... we've taken yeah. so far is the Heat because they're the five seed. But everything else we've taken is the fifth. Yeah, so and that might point as well be out. a push, especially since the Heat and Pacers, I think, finish with the same record or within yeah. the game of each yeah. other. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So, okay. uh, and I have a feeling we probably took the same Celtics Sixers like everybody else in the world. Uh, I took the Celtics. Yeah. And I know your ass is a <laughs> Celtics fan and probably took them to win the whole thing here. Well, try to be realistic in this bracket that I filled out. I mean, that said, I did have Ben Simmons for the Philly. Brett Brown seems like he's tired. Shortly after they, and, and and like their chemistry just doesn't look. They don't have a lot of individual talent. Horf, Josh Richardson, so like those guys are all very talented, but like the the pieces don't really seem to fit with Philly, and not that Boston's like so many more weapons and pieces, and I believe that they can kind of lock into more defensively because they've been pretty bad defensively in the bubble. Agreed. Celtics are one of the best coach teams. They've got some really high quality talent. I think they'll have the best player in the series with Tatum and B just hasn't looked that great at all. You know, I, it, there's a possibility that Embiid comes out and plays some FU games and puts up like 40 yeah. and 20, you know, pulls off a few, a uh, few wins. I do think Ben Simmons being out hurts, but it's not like they were playing that great with that with him. So, who knows what they'll look like in this series? They just they don't they look like a team that's ready to go home this year. So, I would say even though I thought going into this that they might be a frisky playoff team, it looks pretty bad at this point. The next series, which is Raptors, they I think they just got a bad uh, you know situation. The Celtics, which is a pretty bad matchup for them, even when they got the Raptors most likely. I don't see Philly getting to the uh, Eastern Finals at all. So, agreed. Yeah, I got, I got, um, Brett Brown, uh, probably first coach <laughs> fired after I thought that was going to happen last year. It's crazy that he got another year there. Yeah, I think so too. That's just unbelievable. We'll see what happens there. They, they seem like that train wreck team where, where you know they have all these pieces and it's just somehow never going to turn into anything. They're going to blow it up and you know either Embiid or Simmons are going to be gone in the next two years. Yeah, I think they got to choose. You're cutting out a bit. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, there you are. Okay. Um, I was just saying Embiid where like. He 
hasn't reached his potential. Hasn't been really been consistent with his greatness. Like he's had stretches and just unstoppable offense, kind of like Shaq. But then he doesn't. He goes and just shoots all the mid-range jumpers and doesn't make anything happen. So if I were them, I would probably go with Simmons if, that, if I had to choose. But I would Simmons. Yeah, I guess this is the podcast of just agreeing with each other because I agree with that take. I think Embiid's body has never been totally there. And I think that's his issue is that he's always afraid of, of getting hurt. And he's not like – the difference between him and Shaq is when Shaq came into the league, Shaq was like an athletic freak, you know, never got hurt, was running up and down the court. You know, it looked really smooth when you watch him run back then. Whereas Embiid's kind of lumbering. It's kind of the same fear I have with watching Zion going up and down the court. You know, they just don't have that that same. You you want a guy that's twenty one to be running up and down the court. So <laughs> do we need to do we need to go over something again? The Phoenix stuff or no? Did we get was that included? Why don't you go through it again? Talk through. Uh, actually, it's going to be kind of. Let's just keep moving. Okay, we'll kinda, just, I feel yeah. like it'll be tough to splice it together. We'll just yeah yeah. Hey, it's it's not like that many people are going to be listening. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so next round. So let's go. Now that we've got the exact same pick through the first round, this should be easy. So going into the second round in the West, Lakers Rockets. I'm going with the upset here. I'm going Rockets. I just <laughs> based on uh, based on my what I've been seeing from LeBron and his team, I'm not loving the Lakers right now, and I think the Rockets are going to have a good. Uh, they're going to have. Uh, be well matched up with this team of who's going to guard Harden, who's going to guard Westbrook. Their small ball is really going to work well against the Lakers are built around the paint guarding with that, uh, with AD down low, you know, building the defense around that. And the Rockets I think have a good matchup of, of being able to just sit outside, hit a lot of threes. And even if AD is putting up 40 points a game, I think it's going to be tough for them to keep up with the Rockets scoring pace. What do you think? Yeah. Funny thing is, I actually took the Rockets too, so we're still uh, <laughs> still aligned, still aligned. I think um, the Rockets is a bad matchup for the Lakers um, from what I've yeah from what we've seen in the bubble. Of course, LeBron and AD could take it up another level and be that you know playoff fi- or Finals MVP LeBron, um, but that's probably what it's going to take because the Rockets just have way more shooting than the Lakers. Um, the defense is probably comparable, um, but I just don't think the Lakers have enough scoring other than those two stars. You know, like you're relying on Caruso, you're relying on Rondo, Pope, um, Jared Dudley. I mean, J.R. Smith. I just don't really love a lot of <laughs> these guys. When you're Maybe... signing J.R. Smith... And uh, Dion Waiters right before the playoffs. That's not; those are not good signs, and they're going to get yeah. minutes. Yeah, so it's like if those guys can hit shots in tough situations and be clutch, then obviously the Lakers are, can can beat the Rockets. But I think right now Harden's too much of a problem for them. He could just get anything he wants, every possession, wide open threes, pretty much every possession or layups. Um, and then yeah, you throw in Westbrook as the wild card who can just tear up whatever point guard matchup he has. I think I got a lean Rockets probably in six or seven. Yeah, that's so. that's what I'm thinking. I I think it, this is a, a perfect example of if we weren't in the bubble and if 
the Lakers had home court here that I think could sway the series towards them. But on a neutral court, I think this Rockets team is is right there with them, if not better. So I, I do like the matchup. I do think the Rockets still need um, Eric Gordon to come back, I think would really help them. He's, he's always great for their bench. So I think that does hurt. And they don't really have anybody that's going to be able to stop Anthony Davis. So that's something to watch out for. And Russell Westbrook has been kind of banged up. He's missing at least game one of Rockets Thunder. So will be really interesting to see how that plays out. But, okay, so next one we've got uh, Nuggets Clippers. Well, it does say actually Eric Gordon is – he did play on last Wednesday with on a minutes restriction. So I think he's going to be ready for the playoffs. So they will get him back. Okay, that's good news. So so getting him back, but Russ will be out for at least game yeah. one. Yeah, so that will make so, up for some of the offense. Yeah, game one. That'll help. Yeah, that'll help. That'll be interesting even for that Thunder series. So if, if Russ isn't back for long stretches, that could really tilt that one. Um, okay, so so next one, just keep things rolling. Nuggets, Clippers. Uh, then the Clippers are going to have a tough – they're going to have a tough time throughout these playoffs, I feel like. I know you, you don't think the Mavericks are going to be a big uh, challenge to them. Nuggets are, Nuggets are going to be even tougher, I think, with Jokic. I, I mean, I'm still taking the Clippers. But I think that's a, a tough matchup for the Clippers. They don't really their their advantage of having these two awesome wing defenders doesn't play out as much against the Nuggets as it does against the Mavericks. And you know, while Mon- again Montrez, I love that guy, but but Jokic is looking amazing in these play or in the the bubble so far. Yeah, I also have the Clippers, but um, I I. Do like the Nuggets a lot this year, and I early in the year I did bet on them to win it all in like a very small <laughs> bet, like eighteen to one, okay. just because they have a lot of like talent and and they were so close last year and they kind of blew it to Portland. Um, but I just think again the the Clippers are built for the playoffs, you know, and their defense is just so good that I think they can kind of contain Jokic to the you know pretty well and then you got Patrick Beverly matched up with Murray which I kind of like for the Clippers and then you got Paul George and Kawhi guarding whatever wings that Denver throws at them and it's like you know the Clippers have more star power Denver has maybe a little bit more depth but the Clippers are they got Lou William off the bench they got you know Jermichael Green's pretty solid Zubach Harrell um, they got so many weapons and I think one of the Morris twins too so they, they have so much depth, and I, I really like them. Yeah, um, and the playoffs, so are typically, the playoffs are typically about the star power versus depth. Yeah, depth advantages kind of go away more in the playoffs as players are playing more minutes. Kawhi looks like the best I've seen him. He's He looks like LeBron in LeBron's prime of where he like doesn't have to try that hard and still plays amazing, and, and is, the game's kind of slowed down for him, so... I think he's he's going to have an all-time playoffs here. I don't see him slowing down, but uh, I do think it'll be tough for them. Okay, so we okay, differ so slightly we're... there, but we both have Rockets Clippers in the Western <laughs> Conference Finals. Let's go to the East. We got okay. Bucks. Heat. Bucks. Heat. For, I mean, that, how am I not going to take the Bucks? I I love this Bucks team. I think uh, Giannis Giannis is 
and like apologies to Kawhi that I just was, you know, sucking on his balls, but slobbing uh, that knob. But uh, Giannis, Giannis is the best player in the league right now. I I don't think there's much questioning that he's so good on both ends, and and he's got such young legs. He's just uh, really unstoppable. He doesn't. He plays like thirty minutes a game and puts up, you know, thirty and twenty, and he's so gigantic. He's just such a unicorn. He's the the perfect player you'd want. I like Robin Lopez or is it Brooke Brooke Lopez? <laughs> One of the Lopez's. They like. got both of them now. Uh, Middle Middleton's really fallen off. He's like barely, I would say, barely considered an even like an all star at this point. If he is one. He's really gone from, well, like, all-star potential to, like, eh. I don't know, because I was looking at uh, – I was watching one of their games towards the end of the bubble, and they said – I think George Burke was saying, like, he's all – it was very close to 50, 40, 90. You know, 50 from the field, 40 oh. from the three, 90 from the free throw line. So, I don't think he's having a bad year at all, and he's averaging mm-hmm. almost 20 points a game. Interesting. Maybe I'm just not watching yeah, any so Bucks basketball. I think that's just the, <laughs> the narrative. I think that's just the narrative. Yeah, that he's not doing that well, but I think the stats back up that he's very efficient and he's scoring, yeah, 21 a game, six rebounds, four assists. And they're blowing making... people out, so he's probably not playing as much as usual. I will say, though, that yeah. it seems like in the past when they've gotten into these big series, big moments, he has a habit of disappearing where it's like you right. only see Giannis and he just – it's like he disappears or he misses big shots. I just I would I don't trust him if if Giannis is getting double teamed and he does an outlet to Chris Middleton for the game winner. I'm not loving my, my chances. Right. Yeah. He hasn't he hasn't hit any big like shots or an iconic uh, yeah like clutch shots yet. So I think yeah that maybe that's why uh, that's a attributing factor to why people have that you know narrative around him. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's so playoff results oriented, but regular season wise, yeah, he's been doing really well. So, yeah. any to... chances that the Heat pull yeah. off the upset here? Well, this is the first divergence we have on the Jawcast. I have the Heat upsetting the Bucks Whew. in seven. Um, oh, and wow. this leads into my. I have we we before this we talked about doing a playoffs MVP. This mm. will lead into my playoffs MVP. I'm going Jimmy Butler. Um, wow. slash, er, slash Eric Spolstra. Slash so, Eric Spolstra. <laughs> the video coordinator Cause, in the flesh. Because, I, I mean, I, want, I really think the Bucks do not want to play the Heat. And I think the Heat are a bad matchup for the Bucks because they have Bam, who can ma- kind of match up with Giannis pretty well. They have Jimmy, who can match up with Giannis, Jay Crowder. Um, Iguodala is the wild card they signed that no one really kind of mentioned or maybe a lot of people forgot about. So they got Iguodala and some of these veterans True. to guard Giannis. And like you said, Middleton, who may not be as clutch as other people in the playoffs. I think Jimmy's on a mission. He's finally in the perfect situation for him and his skill set. And they got Hero is really good. They got Myers Leonard, Olenek, Duncan Robinson's been a revelation this year. And then you got you throw in Spolstra magic and the Pat Riley magic, and I think that the Heat can upset the Bucks because I think they just have that length and defense to match up with the Bucks. Wow, this is where I'm going to counter the good matchups against Giannis. I don't think anybody's a good matchup against Giannis. I think there are guys like Jimmy Butler 
guys like Kawhi, they're good matchups against guys like LeBron or uh, Doncic, where they're they're you know in the same mm-hmm. height range, like six seven, six eight. Giannis is like seven feet tall. It's like kind of like KD. Like nobody's really a good matchup against KD. He's gonna get his points. The only thing that you could hope for is that his teammates falter, and that even if he puts up forty points, that the rest of his team is is doing so bad that that it doesn't matter. So I think that the key points that you did make there though, of multiple wings is I think those guys are going to be good matchups against Chris Middleton, which would be helpful. You know, that would make it tough for him. If he has to rely on those, if he has to rely on Middleton and Iggy's guard and Middleton, that's going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, and then you're going to live with the, Brooke Lopez three-pointers and the DiVincenzo threes. You know, you just have to live with that. And I think the, the Miami just knows, like, they have a great, like, game plan for the Bucks. I think. Yeah. And they've, in during the regular season, they've played them really well. Um, so I've been really, I watched those games pretty closely, and I was pretty impressed with how they played the Bucks. And they might even throw some zone at them, I think. This is, again, where my bias towards favorites in playoff pass might be coming in of, of this is another good example of the, if the bucks have home court here i think it's a different series than exactly court. Yeah. and so that's where i see there there is a possibility here and same with this next series of celtics raptors where you know i think if the raptors have home court i'm taking them as the the two seed but that on a neutral court i think the celtics seems just better right now what do you think? Okay, so you're going Celtics Raptors. I actually went Raptors over Celtics. Um, so you can't Raptors over you Celtics. Know, All right, can't, say, you can't say that I'm a homer in this one. But <laughs> Raptors, because, what a just, season! Yeah, like with, with this whole season, you I was impressed, and then into the bubble, like it seems like they had no, they had no late hangover, you know. Period. It was just like kind of just business as usual for them. You know, you got Fred VanVleet just making plays, and you have um, Siakam who's just pretty much a top 10 player at this point. And then the Nick nurse effect and all these like scrubs that are just coming out of nowhere that just contribute for them and play a perfect defense. It just, I don't think, and I mean, you got Marcus all, you know, anchoring the D so just the Celtics haven't been that impressive to me. I think they haven't really gelled the way that I've thought at this point. Um, it still seems like Hayward's a little tentative. Tatum kind of has some bad shot selection. Uh, I think they just need to get Kemba more looks. And and um, then sometimes, like, you know, like Smart will kind of sh- take all these, like, erratic shots out of nowhere. Um, and they'll kind of, like, freak out, like, as a team. Um, so I just think the, the, the cohesion and the defense of the Raptors is much better, too. And I and unfortunately, I hate to say it, but I think Nick Nurse is a better coach than Brad Stevens. Um, so <laughs> he had arrested in Boston coach- for that. <laughs> I think he deserves coach of the year. Um, this, this, uh, cause I don't think he won it last year. I think, uh, it was Budenholzer, but I think he deserves it this year. He's done an amazing job. Like all these guys are stepping up. Like OG and Anobi is like all of a sudden, like amazing. He can shoot threes. Norman Powell looks pretty good. I've just been really impressed with the Raptors. And I think they have a better, um, chemistry than the Celtics right now. That is fair. You know, the, the Celtics haven't lived up to their expectations, not having, Kemba is Kemba going to be starting in the playoffs? You know, yeah, he'll be starting for a lot. Yeah, he's, he's no, he was he was issues. in. He was just in. Uh, he was on minutes restrictions for most of the yeah. bubble. 
yeah. little, little so worrisome. That's not a good sign. <laughs> that's not a yeah. good sign. Yeah, because Kemba's gone, then we're just kind of we're pretty much toast. I do still like Tatum over Siakam in terms of like best player really? in the series. I like Tatum really? a lot. He's he's just you know a great shooter, great player. I think he's he's a guy that rises up to the moment. I'm a big Jalen Brown guy. I feel like Jalen Brown hasn't gotten nearly mm-hmm. enough respect for how well he's played. And I think especially in the playoffs, like he's definitely a guy that takes his, his game up a notch and actually might be the the MVP of this series, in my opinion. Um, I'll talk a little more about him later on. I do think that the Celtics do have a hole down low. Don't really have yep. much going for them down in the paint. So they're they're kind of relying on those two wings, which could hurt them here. But I again, you know, yeah. if you're relying on Fred Van Fleet, I know Fred Van, Van Fleet hey, came through hard hey, last no, year. I love the guy. No slander here. <laughs> it's a tough guy That's to my guy. put everything guy. into. Lowry, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like the Raptors are still that, like, uh, just unsexy team, but but I could definitely see them winning this one as well. Van Vliet, I mean, that guy is unbelievable. He keeps getting better. He averaged seven, almost 18 points a game and six assists this year. Two steals a game. three, uh, Almost three threes a game at 39% from the three. That guy just plays perfect basketball. So yeah, it's, much, it's amazing. He's 6'1". He's 6'1", and he plays like shooting, like shooting guard in the NBA. It's ridiculous. Much respect to the Raptors for, yeah. for getting the two seed after losing Kawhi. Just pretty crazy that that happened, so. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So uh, west, we've got the same two right now. We got Rockets, Clippers, and east, we differed on both. Who yep. you got in the you west have, then? Well, you just to recap, you have Bucks and Celtics. I Bucks, have Celtics. Raptors. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so we're going Western Conference Finals. Yep. Okay, Western Conference Finals. I have the Clippers and six over the Rockets. Okay. Same so. here. <laughs> so our west bracket was exactly <laughs> the same. Uh, I couldn't. I just couldn't knock Clippers out. I like. I like that team too much. I've watched too many yeah. of their games late, where I feel like the other team is going to win, and then the Clippers just pull them out, and that's going to be the story of the playoffs. I think where they yep. they keep it close all game, and then at the end, Kawhi just takes care of business. Paul George hits a big three. You know, they're just they're just a veteran team. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think, again, it's like the Clippers just have those wings, Paul George and Kawhi to guard Harden. And um, they have Pe- Beverly to guard Westbrook. And I think, just think it's tough. It's going to be tough for the Rockets to sustain this, you know, like small ball and beat the Lakers, the Thunder, and the Clippers all, all in one year doing this small ball strategy. I think it'll run out. I think defense will win out in that series. Uh, so yeah, I think I got Clippers in six or seven, yeah. six or seven, probably six. That's a really six tough matchup to, to ask Harden to score on those guys when they each have a couple inches on him and they can switch off. And where do you even hide Harden, you know, on defense? That's going to be a tough one for them. Yeah, so, and I'm not loving, but I, I'll go for it. I, no, I no, just don't ahead. love this Rockets team enough this year. I'm not, not. I, I think Westbrook's been a good addition. It was the right move to change it up, but seeing them win a title this year seems pretty far fetched. Unless Harden goes on like an all time streak, and he's been really bad in the playoffs in the past. He's had a lot of big, yep. big series where he's 
so many Chokes. so many collapses yeah and that one year he like maybe it was last year or two years ago like he just kind of yeah. like gave up you could tell like he and he was not even trying he wasn't even shooting it was like he's really a, weird he's the so guy yeah, that, that has to weird prove that he's not a choker at this point he's done it enough times at first i thought right. like you know maybe it's just a bad series or something like when lebron did it against the mavs that one year but at this point it's like how many times do we have to to see it even back all the way back to the thunder versus heat in the the finals you know he had a really bad series then yeah yeah clippers for both of us what about the east all right all right so we got clippers and the west and i think right now in vegas they're the favorites too i mean clippers are favorites they flipped the lakers in vegas so maybe that has to do with um wasn't someone on the lakers hurt or yeah i don't know so I, I think with uh, Avery Black Bradley stepping out, maybe that hurt and Rondo. I don't know. Yeah, maybe just the Clippers looking yeah. so good. But uh, yeah, okay. So the East, um, you have Bucks Celtics. Who do you have coming out of that? I'm guessing Bucks. You guessed it. I think that actually, <laughs> I, I, the toughest thing I have here with I'm just gave give away my finals pick now is uh i'm taking the clippers but the toughest thing i have there is uh, the bucks are going to have a much in my opinion easier time getting to the finals than anybody in the west i think the west is so stacked right now that i don't even think the clippers have an easy schedule to get there and they've got probably one of the the better shots at it so i don't i don't see anybody in the west easily getting there where I just think Giannis is just so much better than anybody else in the league. I think he's in that – he's in that – like he might even be better than peak LeBron in terms of just night-to-night domination. Of just He's just going to so, be the best player no matter who he's playing. So then how are the Clippers going to beat the Bucks? But then, in my estimation, when you've got Kawhi and Paul George, that's – I mean, I, I just – the Bucks don't have a second guy that's good enough to take both of those guys. I think that they get there, they get to the finals because I think the East is a little weaker. But then once it once he gets to those two guys, that's I mean it, the difference between like throwing Jimmy Butler and Andre Iguodala and then going to Kawhi and Paul George, that's a big step up defensively and offensively. And so I just the Clippers is a full team or better. But I still like Giannis even as the best player in the series, although uh, I don't think he'll get MVP even because the Clippers will win. Okay. All right. Yeah, so for mine matchup, I had the Heat and the Raptors. And I have the Eric Spolster-led Heat in the finals against the Clippers. Wow. Wow. It goes with – the my playoffs MVP Jimmy Butler slash Eric Swalstra. I just think those guys are just on a mission. I think they, this is the year that and I feel like they think it's wide open. They got the talent, they got the shooting, the defense, the coaching, infrastructure, and I'll, I think they just need some injury luck. And I think they can make the finals. I think maybe if some of the injury luck goes their way, I feel like the Heat have all the pieces and they just need, they just needed that, that guy to carry them in late games. And I think Jimmy's that guy, even though I, I did shit on him last year. I've been pretty <laughs> impressed with him on, on the heat compared to when he, he was on the Sixers. I don't know. He was kind of like 
he was good on the Sixers, but he wasn't like used to his full potential. I don't think with Embiid and Simmons there. The odds I'm seeing are plus three thousand for the Heat to win it all. So might as well throw <laughs> to win. What about to make it to the throw Hundy on the? Throw, I have to find that. Throw Hundy to win three thousand. <laughs> What is so. that, 3, yeah, 3,000. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I mean, I love the Raptors this year. <clears throat> Excuse me. I love the Raptors, but I just think the Heat, it's just a gut feel. I think the Heat are just, uh, can beat them in a series and can match up with them. And I think it'll be obviously very competitive between the Heat and the Raptors. But so that's where we diverge in the Eastern Conference. Okay. Is you have the Bucks coming out to play the Clippers. I like it. Heat I'm excited. I see a wager coming, uh, assuming that the first round goes as planned. I definitely think that Bucks Heat series would be fun to bet on. So I'm looking yeah, forward to I it. I so. do think, I, I, like I said, this is going to be a crazy playoffs. I definitely suspect that I'll be wrong on a few of these because I've, I'm still trapped in this idea of this home court that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I mean, that is going to hurt the Bucks and the Lakers the most, right? Yeah. Because those guys, I think they had the best home records. And great home court. You know, the, you know versus, like, the Clippers. Yeah, they, like, yeah, they, they've got home court, but it's not nearly yeah. like going to a Lakers game or a Bucks game. Exactly, yeah. So, like, that, it, that is taken away. Then it's more about the matchups. I mean, it was always about matchups, but it's more about matchups and, like, strategy and coaching, I think, than, you know, like, the, the actual, like, hyped fans. Because usually, like, the scrubs the, or, the like, the bench unit usually plays better at home. Yeah. Well, you're not going to have that anymore. So now it's going to be more dependent on your stars, I think, to carry you. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if Giannis can do it. I mean, it would be definitely interesting to see. I really want them, them to match up with the Heat in the next round. I really want to see that series. That's probably the most intriguing one to me. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, let's go yeah. to – we've got a couple of predictions. Uh, so let's start with biggest choke of the playoffs. Who you th- who you got? Who's it going to be? You know, like every year there's like one guy that has like a huge choke job, like I think LeBron back in that Mavericks series. That, like we were talking about Harden, had a couple. Like somebody who just – you got big expectations for and just like disappears for a series or – who you got? Um. Well, in the first round, I would probably say Embiid. Um, I'm going the homer pick. I think Embiid that's ready, is very close to choking Brett Brown. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he hears some of these snarky, like, you know, Philly accent, com- like sarcastic comments kind of out of his mouth if he doesn't play well in one of these games. I feel like he's very close to, you know, pulling us free well on him. And then Brett Brown will be gone, and the Philly will be out of the playoffs. So early on, I think just the Sixers are going to flop. I just don't think they, they're very good. And then Embiid will take a lot of the, the hit from the media and Brett Brown, of course, too. Uh, but later in the playoffs, I guess I would have to say – I guess I would have to say the Bucks because since I'm taking the heat yeah. all the way, I think I think I got to say Giannis is going to kind of fold like he has in some of these bubble games, like down the stretch where he makes a lot of poor decision-making or he's kind of out of control running over people just trying to bully his way to the rim. Sometimes he kind of gets tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. And I think the Heat can kind of trap him into some of that stuff down the stretch like in tight games. Okay. And then, you know, when when George Hill and Pat Connaughton's their buttholes tight when they're shooting that three, 
and Giannis is like, you know, frantically getting to them at the last, at the end of the shot clock, I don't know if they're going to be as confident as they are, like, you know, again, in these neutral court situations. So, yeah, I'll go, I'll go Giannis. Okay. I am doing everything in my power not to say LeBron here because uh, I can't, I can't <laughs> go against my boy. But because uh, they could just destroy the late, they could just destroy the Blazers and destroy the Rockets. It's could. very possible. They I could. Think. And yeah. LeBron could come out on fire. I yeah. do think if he gets past Portland and the Rockets and gets to the Clippers, I'm basically going whichever of the teams get to play the Clippers in that Western Conference final round. I think it's either LeBron in that round or James Harden. One of those two, and I'm going Harden because I picked the Rockets, are going to have a really bad series because Kawhi and Paul George, uh, they're just going to be able to switch off all game and it's going to be impossible to score on those guys. And and if LeBron makes it, LeBron has played his worst basketball against Kawhi over the course of his career, just time and time again. Kawhi, Kawhi knows how to play LeBron as well as anybody in the league. So uh, I yep. I didn't pick LeBron to get there, so I'm picking the Rockets. So I'm going to go with, with James Harden, though, because I feel like he's got the same problem. Is when he's, when he's got a, a normal defender on him, he's you know amazing. But when you've got Paul George and Kawhi, it's a whole nother story. So, so you have the Clippers convincingly beating the Rockets in the Western Conference Finals. I do. That's what I'm hearing. I do. I think that's okay. one of the series where I, I just don't see the Rockets being able to compete. Okay. And then you have how many games do you have the Clippers beating the Bucks in the finals? Uh, six. Okay. I think that's a six or seven. Six or seven. Definitely could go seven. So I don't think that that's going to be by any means a, a blowout. I think that'll be close, but I just think end of game. If you got one star versus two, it's tough to take the one guy. Okay. And who do you have for the finals MVP? Finals MVP. I am taking Mr. San Diego state. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, me too. Cause I, I had the Clippers over the heat. And finals, and I think if they win, it's probably going to go to Kawhi as the leader. And unless Paul George just has an unbelievable series, he's going to go they, back. Benny could go to him, but he's going to go back to his Rancho Santa Fe mansion and enjoy some great San Diego weather. And yeah, he's just he's playing great basketball. He looks healthy. Um, okay, next uh, playoff MVP. I'm taking you. I have I. Yeah, I already, I already told you mine. So you're taking Giannis. Okay. Yeah. So Can't go against him. I just think Giannis, he's too good. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully our playoff MVPs will meet up in the second round. And I got Jimmy Butler slash Eric Spolstra. Okay. Playoffs, least valuable player. I am going based on the expectations versus what I think will happen. I'm going with LeBron. Got to gotta take the, the hit here go against my boy but it's what it is okay so okay so you're basing it off expectations um i guess mine was the refs i think the refs yeah throwing your curveball here because i think like (laughs) let's hear it the refs have been too involved in the bubble games like they call everything is like a foul on a three-point shooter Uh everything is a foul like everything is a block everything's a any, any type of minimal contact is a foul. And I just think that those 
fouls are not going to be called in the playoffs. And I will hope they're not called in the playoffs because that's usually what happens. But I'm a little bit skeptical that they're going to still like keep it the way that it was in the bubble and make it very like it's a lot of stoppages, a lot of fouls mm-hmm. and, and free throws. And, you know, like everyone just gets in the bonus like five minutes into the quarter. And then any little touch foul like or like hold is a free throw. And I just hate that in the playoffs. So I'm just wow. I'm praying and hoping that the refs stay out of it, let them play a little bit more. And so these games can be more physical because they've been very like ticky tacky on, on the shooters and, and on the like the drives, I think. Yeah, well, I like it. So a little curveball there. OK, last one. Uh, breakout star. Uh, so not a kind of all NBA guy, somebody who's unheralded who you got. Okay, I'll stick with the Heat. Uh, I'll go with Duncan Robinson. Um, do you know who Duncan Robinson is? I know the name. I haven't watched many Heat games <laughs> this year, to be honest. Okay. I know he shoots three as well. Yeah, so he was like a stretch four, like a stretch three in Michigan in, in college. He played for, um, what's that guy's name? The old West Virginia, Bayline, John Bayline. And he won, I think he won the national title when he was there. So he's like six eight, six nine, and he just for the heat, all he does is like come off screens. They kind of use him like clay, where he just comes off screens, and then whenever he comes off a screen, everyone like freaks out because he just anything he catches and shoots is pretty much going in. Mm-hmm. So he's been really unlocking their offense because when you add like Jimmy and some of these penetrators like Dragic, like if you leave him open for three, he's gonna cash all those threes. But if you don't, then he can kind of slip to the rim. Or he can just set screens on people and keep out, get other people open. So he's been a key factor for them on offense. Um, and he's white too, so I figured you'd like him. Um, and he's kind of the underdog. What does that you know, mean? Like the underdog. <laughs> <laughs> well, you always reach you out to white guys some, to do well. Some racist shit in there. <laughs> in honor of Trump. In honor of Trump, I'll throw some racist shit in there. Because you always comment on the white guys. You know, you want I the white like, guys to do well. I just like, you know. you know, I think there are a lot of times these underdog. It's always like this, this like scrappy guy that's fucking six feet tall that shouldn't be there. That that's uh, I like those kind of guys. I like I, like black version pa- Patrick Beverly. I I like like the Eric Bledsoe's, like the guys who are just kind of like have to have to work for it. Um, yeah, but then you would love him. He was very scrappy. Yeah. And he made this this year over seventy three games. He started in sixty eight of them. So he's I mean he's been a consistent starter for the Heat. He has averaged forty seven from the field. 45 from three, making 3.73s a game, 93 from the line. Wow. Um, so he's he's a legit shooter. And it's his first – he's like a, he's technically a rookie, but even though he's 26, uh, I think he's playing in the G League and stuff. Oh, so he's rookie. just like one of those guys that kind of grinded his way all the way to the starting lineup for the Heat, you know. So, Eric's bolster special. Pretty cool story too. Yeah, pretty cool story. So oh. watch him in the playoffs. I think he's going to be pretty uh, – Making a lot of threes for them. All right. Spacing the floor. I'll send you my heat tank top. <laughs> yeah, maybe I need to get <laughs> I think you need one. Heat, heat, uh, heat swag heat for you. Or a Spolster jersey or something. <laughs> I love Spolster. <laughs> I love Spolster. Uh, okay, so it's mine, good. I couldn't decide between these two. So I'm just going to do one for each conference. Uh, and I've talked about them both, so I don't need to talk too much about them. But Jalen Brown, love that okay. guy. I. I know everybody loves Tatum and the the potential that he has, but I, I kind of like Jalen Brown better, like overall as a player. So far, what he's shown, I don't know potential wise if he's right, got more, yeah. but I just like him. I think he plays great defense. 
He does everything you need at the small stuff. So I like him a lot. And then my boy, Montrez Harrell. Love that guy. He's been out for the entire, basically, bubble so far. Uh, but he is just a yeah, what's wrong with beast him? on the boards. I don't even know. I just know he's been out. <laughs> and he's okay. And he's just – I've gone to a bunch of Clippers games. He dominates every time. He's – everywhere you know he's kind of like like a bigger version of draymond where he's just gonna (laughs) out rebound you every time out hustle you dunk on your face he's he's just he's he's a great big man he's like the perfect big man for today's basketball you know other than the fact that he can't really shoot but everything else he's just right there he doesn't really need the ball in his hands he's not going to post up that much he's just going to do a lot of pick and roll a lot of offensive boards and putbacks and he's going to play good d he's like the the perfect guy for that team where he doesn't need a lot of touches he'll still score like 18 he scores like 18 points a game even though he's you know barely needs the ball in his hands and yeah 18.6 points a game seven rebounds in only 27.8 minutes so he's just hyper efficient he's everywhere he's yeah. he kind of reminds me of like kenneth farid back in the day when kenneth farid was still kind of beasting on denver <laughs> before he yeah. got really bad uh you know where he was just kind of all over the place but yeah i i like him a lot i feel like he doesn't get a lot of a uh, lot of love from the national media probably because he's like the third or fourth best player on the clippers so that's what I got. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Montrez. Sweet. Fan. Well, tomorrow's the so first I like game. It. I've got one more question for you before we sign off here. What they hadn't brought up pre podcast. Uh, do you think that Bill Gates is trying to kill us with vaccines? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, of course not. I think he's a humanitarian. He's done so much um, research and studying like all these diseases that we take for granted um, that are now just wiped off the planet, thanks to him. And, and I think now he's like working on like studying poop, yeah, and like studying like the science in poop and like how to make humans healthier. So like, I don't know why. It seems like if you do anything great in your life, you're just going to be hated no matter what. He's essentially like saving people's lives. He's essentially (laughs) devoted his like life from now to saving, you know, helping people in Africa, helping develop a cure to malaria or vaccine to malaria, um, you know, helping the, the poorest countries, give them the tools to rise out of poverty and can you imagine doing all of that work and then having people throw around that you're trying to kill off the world's population with vaccines and stuff? I just, I can't imagine what it must be like to be that guy right now. Wake up and see all this shit. I think like just everyone, all these people are hated that are doing great things. Elon's get hate, hate all the time. His stock is being shorted more than any other stock in history of mankind. Like, people just love to hate on people doing great things. I think it's just uh, it's unfortunate. part of part of human nature, unfortunately. Some some weird part of human nature likes to do that. Yeah, there is something about they, people hate successful people while they're alive and then appreciate them when they're gone. So we'll see a lot of that. And usually the people that are yelling the loudest are doing nothing themselves, yeah. which is the ironic thing. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing then? <laughs> You're just on your couch. <laughs> Watching YouTube videos. I watch a YouTube yeah. video 
and now I'm going to tarnish this person's reputation because I'm not doing anything with my life. So, yeah, a lot of people, uh, a lot of just miserable people out there trying to spread their misery. So, we, on that note, uh, welcome back to the Job Cast. It's been great having you. We'll uh, we'll talk and, and follow up after a couple games or after the first round. Yeah. Yeah, and let us know what you guys want to hear more of or less of or if you just hate us. Yeah, let's get some uh, show, let us know. Let's get, get some, some feedback. Let's get some mailbag questions. You can send uh, your <laughs> yeah. mailbag questions to BP Java, DJAVA at yahoo.com. And yeah, maybe they could even just be like Bill Gates related or yeah. COVID related. Send us your Everything. best Bill Gates questions. Uh, let's know. Let's go viral. Let's go viral. Let's be the <laughs> next uh, Dave Dave Fortnoy on Twitter. <laughs> All right. See you, bud. All right. See you.